My name's Austin, and this is Flashpoint, the art and science of your big breakthrough. If you believe that you were meant to break through and thrive in your life and your business, then this is the podcast for you. Is there a moment when success happens? Is there a recipe that creates your big breakthrough? We're going to answer those questions and many more on the brand new podcast and TV show based on the upcoming book called Flashpoint, the art and science of your big breakthrough. Can past trauma and mental health cause problems in your health that you are initially unaware of? Not all flashpoints come with sunshine and rainbows. You're going to hear one woman's journey through that exact scenario and how she got to the other side. I have the honor and privilege to sit down with Amanda Lear here, author, coach, founder of Just Breathe Holistics. Welcome, Amanda. Thank you, Austin. We are going to dive into Amanda's story and hear the journey of how you uncovered the fact that mental health was so connected to your physical health. Mm -hmm. Is that right? Absolutely, yeah. Why don't we give our listeners a chance to get to know you? And I think the best way to do that is maybe catalog the journey to talk about where the genesis of this was for you. Yeah, so um, it started while I was in school. I was in school for film, and I was working as a social worker full-time overnights. And I developed vertigo, and it was paralyzing vertigo. I was um, on the floor for up to three hours at a time, just spinning. And in film school, you have to be able to climb ladders and set up sets, and I couldn't have vertigo. And I was worried I was going to lose my license. Um, so I got a little deeper into some spiritual practices. I got, um, I got certified as a yoga instructor and went to um, a Reiki master. And I was completely skeptical of Reiki when I first started doing it. I figured there was no way some stranger was going to place her hands on me and I was going to feel anything. But after my very first Reiki session, she, the master didn't even touch me. We, we worked through um, a session on my own and I had triggered this childhood trauma that I hadn't even identified as trauma up until that moment. And she helped me work to release it, and the vertigo stopped that day. Wow. Um, so afterwards, wow. um, there was a period of time where I was struggling with school and work, and a patch of my hair fell out, like a golf ball-sized patch out of the back of my head. And everyone told me it was stress. Um, I was convinced it was alopecia or ringworm. And my doctor was like, it doesn't make sense with um, the markings on the scalp. So I, of course, spent hours on WebMD, obsessing over what ailments I had. And um, I completely discredited myself. I figured I couldn't teach yoga anymore. There's no way I could continue my Reiki practice if I couldn't be what I thought the epitome of a, of a healthy instructor looked like. 
there was no way that I could help anybody else. So I stopped my practice. Um, I stopped doing Reiki. I, um, I was... I was scared going to school because uh, I didn't want people to notice the, the patch of hair missing. So I had all these ridiculous updos and pins and stuff to try to hide it. And I've always identified my hair as my um, what made me beautiful. Mm. It, it, my hair was my identifying quality. So I really struggled in my relationship. At the time, I was convinced that if more of my hair fell out, that my boyfriend at the time wasn't going to find me attractive. Mm. And um, so I became really introverted. I started hiding a lot more. And um, I ended up ending that relationship. And I went on every medication I could find. I did all the creams, all the treatments. Um, I did everything short of injections, spent thousands of dollars, wow. countless doctor's visits, wow. um, and nothing worked. And then a second patch of hair fell out. And it was when that second patch of hair fell out that I had this, oh my God, moment of there's something else going on. It's not, it wasn't cancer, it wasn't ringworm, it wasn't alopecia, it wasn't stress. It was um, more traumas from my past that I, I just hadn't quite dealt with yet. I had convinced myself that yeah. I was um, this happy, easygoing little girl and, um, and I had told everybody that I was fine and I honestly believed that I was fine mm. to the point where I had experienced these, these traumas in my mm. life that I didn't even identify as something negative. Wow. And we, we have your book here, which we're definitely going to get into the book as we, as we progress through here. But you said a lot, and I really want to give people an opportunity to step into your story. Mm -hmm. Because what I heard you say is that you were, you, were, you were dealing with some things while you were at school and you had vertigo. Yeah. And you had this moment where you were climbing and I guess I was, I was setting lights up in setting, the studio. Setting lights up in the studio, which is we're in right now. Yeah. And so you can imagine how stressful that would be. Imagine being up, working up in the, yeah. and setting up a light and you have vertigo. So you're having this moment and then you realize I need to do something. You're skeptical with, with Reiki. You, yeah. go, you go there and you have this, you have like a, kind of an epiphany moment where there's a, a trauma that's released. I, I had an emotional release. Yeah. You had an emotional release and now the vertigo is gone. From that day. And this was after six months of up to three hours a day, every day, nonstop after every medication, every treatment that they had there was different exercises i was seeing so, an rmt oh, wow. so you were doing all these things sinking all this time and it was helping it was helping but, but it, it wasn't, wasn't it wasn't what you really truly needed and so what i understand now is that you have this moment and then you're so moved by it you dive into that world mm -hmm. but it's not but the story's not over because that that's what, what i'm hearing I you say i convinced right? myself that because the vertigo went away the work was done so I didn't, I didn't need to keep that's up a key, That's with a key thing to pick up. Work. Yeah, absolutely. So you, because you had this moment and then now you're in this world, yeah. but there was still more that needed to happen. Yeah. So I had released this trauma from my 18 year old self, but there was other things that kept coming up again that I, I didn't wow. even realize I had buried. I didn't realize that it was anything that bothered me. I could tell these stories. And the people I was telling them to would start crying. I'd be like, what's your problem? I'm fine. Like, there's, there's children dying in Africa. This was nothing. And people were like, but that's still, 
hard for you. Yeah, and I was right. like, no, it's good, I'm good. <laughs> right, yeah, so this is a key point here because how many people walk around with trauma like that and where they they bury it or mm -hmm. they, I'm strong and I'm, and move on, kind of like what you're telling me. Well, right. we, we go through life telling ourselves that we have to be okay. We don't want to be right. the sad person, the miserable person, the depressed person. Like there's so much stigma that comes along with that. And I had taught myself at the very at a very young age that people liked being around me if I was happy and smiley and oh, right, and nothing right, right. made me mad. And um, so you had to be a certain way. Or you yeah. So it wasn't even that way. people were were telling me that I had to be it, but that's what I had kind of created for myself because right. I liked how people were around me if I was that way. Right. And so I'd imagine you were, you were helping people even while you were in that place moving forward. Mm -hmm. And then we, you have this moment where you, you start to lose your hair. And that's the, the title of the book, right? You want to yeah. share with people that, and we'll get more into it, but I just want to. Yeah. So the book is called, If I'm So Zen, Why Is My Hair Falling Out? Right. Because again, I was, I was a yoga teacher. I was a Reiki practitioner. I, I had people calling me every day for um, fitness tips, for health tips, for skin tips, for hair tips. Like, like I said, my hair was my identifying quality. Right. And I was convinced that my hair was what made me beautiful. So if my hair was falling out, what, what did I have left? Is how I felt at the time. Yeah, no. And now I know that my hair was my body's way of saying, you need to slow down, you need to identify these things, this is what you need to work on. And the vertigo didn't stop me, none other mild ailment that I had stopped me. Oh, interesting. And I was constantly going and constantly saying, I'm okay, I'm okay, I'm okay. And the universe went, all right, let's just take her hair out and then she'll shut up and listen. And by the time that second patch fell out, I was like, I will do whatever it takes. Yeah, and you, you and I were talking before this, uh, we got on set here about that second patch. There was something about that second patch of hair that, that you lost. Yeah, because again, I remember, what, again, you, what, remember I had... what you were doing, where you were, like when this, when this happened? Like... <laughs> um, so <laughs> yeah, the, the, with the first patch of hair, I absolutely just, um, I, I, with denial or it was it, it was so much fear fear so much I was so convinced that that something was wrong that I was that I was physically ill something was physically going on that you didn't yeah, understand that I was yeah that I, it was like, it was like terminally though terminally um, okay and I and I couldn't bring myself to tell anybody because I was so embarrassed and I thought for sure like I said that my boyfriend was going to leave me so I literally spent every night on webmd and like just crying so I had done all of the doctor's visits, all of the treatments, and figured I, I was going to figure it out. And then when that second patch fell out, I was actually at the gym. I had just started to gym. kind of, um, this was after wow. a year of treatment from the first patch. And I had just started to kind of come oh, to so terms with it. Apart. It was a year apart, yeah. And I wow. was convinced that I had learned how to hide it and everything was okay. Um, and I was just starting to get my confidence back and start to go out in groups again. And, um, and I was at the gym and I had taken my hair down after a workout just to retie it up. And I thought I was doing it really quickly. Mm -hmm. And a friend of mine was like, oh my goodness, um, you, you have a bald patch. And at that point, I thought the hair had been growing back in. And I was like, oh, what, what do you mean? Um, so I just kind of quickly hit it. And she's like, what are you doing? I'm like, oh, no, no, nothing. She's like, no, it's on this side. And I was like, what? So I grabbed a mirror. Wow, and sure yeah. enough, it was twice the size of the original one. 
and I honestly don't even remember if I said anything. I grabbed my bag and I ran oh, out of God. there. And wow. I, I don't remember getting home. I just remember being home, locked in my bathroom, crying. Wow. Yeah. And it was at that point that I was like, something, something has to change. And um, I, so I stopped seeing, I stopped all the treatments, I stopped the doctor's visits, and I, I went back to what helped so me with the I, vertigo. Can I ask you a question? Because I think this is important for people to know. You, you needed to embrace what was happening, right? Yeah. So you go home and you just, you're processing and you're embracing this. Mm -hmm. And do you remember what the first thing you did after that like wave of emotion kind of came on you? Um, <laughs> it was honestly, it was hours of crying. Hours of crying. Yeah. Just re release. Yeah. And then um, <clears throat> I, I looked up a, a vinyasa class because they, they're low lit. <laughs> oh, right, right, right. And I, I wasn't comfortable teaching at that time. Because um, again, I was convinced that I didn't know anything about right. my practice. I had completely discredited all of all of my practices, um, and I figured that everything I had done up until then was just a sham. Um, so I was trying to kind of reset that and find some comfort. So yoga always made me feel good. So um, I went to a vinyasa class, and it was a, a dark lit, and I sat in the corner, and I felt so good after. Okay. And um, I started, I had a mild release where like I didn't break down into tears, but I could feel a shift. Okay. And that reminded me of my release with the vertigo. The, that was probably my biggest emotional release to date. Um, so it triggered that and I thought, okay, I need to go back to what I know. And what I know is Reiki and yoga and meditation. Um, and that helped me to... Uh, go back again into my past mm -hmm. and start cleaning up some of the baggage that I was carrying that I wasn't acknowledging was bothering me. Okay. So what we're going to do, we're going to take a short break, and I really want people to think about this, think about your own journey and what Amanda's talking about. When we get back, we're going to hear the rest of the story and what transpired to get Amanda to the point where she is now and, and being centered and you have an amazing energy about you now. It's calming. So we're going to take a short break and we want you to come back and join us shortly. Thank you. The art and science of your big breakthrough. I'm sitting here with Amanda Lira, author and coach of Just Breathe, and we're discussing her recent book that, uh, if I'm so zen, why is my hair falling out? We've walked through Amanda's journey a little bit from the uh, flashpoint moments of her hair falling out and just having this emotional release. And what we want to do in this next segment is really dial into the journey that happened from that point to get to Amanda where she is today. And, and really, and I want to you know, get into your story about what you do to, to work with people and, and really bring them forward and maybe have that release. So where we left off was you, you started to get back into yoga and Reiki again a second time. Mm -hmm. And I would venture to say that maybe this time you had a different perspective I, I did. I was, I was going deeper into, in, in yoga, we always say, like, listen to your body, you know? But most people are like, what does that even mean? And for beginners, it, it simply just means um, if something hurts, we're going to ease up. So in, in yoga, we, instead of giving it 110%, we say give it 80%, you know? So take it to that 100 
right to your threshold and then just pull back a little bit because it's supposed to be gentle and it's supposed to um, help uh, ease, ease any muscle tension while also building strength. So I kind of took that into every aspect of my life and instead of, you know, I was, mm. like I said, I was going to school full time and I was working full time. On top of that, I had um, a serious relationship. I have a, a big family. So there's a lot of all these extra commitments. And I was the person who, if I had half an hour of me time in the week, I was calling people to see who needed me. You know, so I was constantly give, 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 give. And mm. I wasn't doing anything for me. But I thought that that was. Okay, I thought that's what you're supposed yeah, you know, to do. I, I want to stop here for a minute just because I feel like, and I want you to drive this home, because I feel like a lot of people live from that perspective. Mm -hmm. And they, the model they have is they think that's the way to be. They think yeah. that's what they're called to do. And it sounds like you were living that, and, and look what it was doing to you. It was, and it, and it wasn't just the fact that I was go, go, go. What really hit me was the reason I was go, go, go. Okay. The, the stillness, any time I had free time, it made me uncomfortable. Oh, okay. And I thought I was uncomfortable because I'm a caregiver. I just like helping people. But I was uncomfortable because I was afraid to sit with myself in the silence because that's when your real emotions come up. That's yes. when you realize you're lonely or stressed or sad or that something hurt you. Yes. And that's what happened with me. Every time I sat with the quiet, something that I had told myself I was fine with from my past crept up and went, remember this time? And I fell right. apart. So as long as I was busy, as long, and I'm going to get emotional now, no, as long okay. as I kept okay. pushing through and I kept distracting myself with yeah. helping other people, which validated me because if I was helping someone else, I was worthy of their attention. I was worthy of their love. You know, so I needed to prove that I was worthy to other people so that they would keep me around. Yeah, thank you for I don't sharing know this. Yeah. Why I developed that fear. I, like I said, I kind yeah. of came from a big family. I had a large group of friends, but you have, you have these um, internal fears that you kind of place on yourself. They're not even really placed on you by Isn't other people. Isn't that so true? We, we place that pressure on ourselves. And, it is, yeah. And where did it come from, right? You don't even. It, <laughs> It came from um, it came from beliefs that I had instilled in myself as mm. a child, expectations, what I thought other people expected of me. What you thought? See, that's a key thing, right? There's what clearly there's what other people expect of us, but then there's what we think they yeah. expect of us, and we sounds like you like me. I did the same thing. Mm -hmm. Develop a model in your head about the way you exactly. think it should be. And here, it's and a lot of times, our perception is so much worse. So isn't that true? Yeah, that is so true. I want to just stop for a minute, and what would you say to somebody? Because I really feel like you're hitting hitting something here, Amanda, with with the with this topic and this content. And I know it, there's going to be more in the book, which we're going to let people get it, get yeah. that at the end. But what would you say to that person who maybe is, as they're even listening to this, they're like, "Oh my gosh, that's me." Honestly, I think it's a little bit of all of us. And I think what I would have needed to hear back then is you're, you're not alone. You're not alone. Just communicate it. If you can just say it out loud to one person, you can get the help you need. That's beautiful. That is so beautiful. Now, th does that translate into the work that you do today? Absolutely, yeah. yeah. A lot of times um, I, I have clients where 
some of the only things we do is just talk. Sometimes that's all they need. They don't, they don't even need to get to um, the exercises or the practices because they end up saying it out loud and then having their own realizations. And I'm, I'm a firm believer that coaches need coaches. Oh, um, absolutely. So I've got three of my own, and mm -hmm. I find that um, that's where a lot of my self-realizations come from is when I'm not, I'm not even in a session. I'm just speaking to one of them, and I'm like, oh. And I have one, one coach in particular who every once in a while he's like, did you want to share that or was that just for you? I'm like, I just totally realized something. And all I need to do was say it out loud. Because you think it in your head and you think you're saying it to mm -hmm. yourself. And it's, and it's different. I have, I've got, I have communications in the mirror all the time. And you think that that's good enough and that it helps. But all of that helps to do is reaffirm the thought that you have in your own head because you're only talking to yourself. So if yeah. you're reaffirming a negative thought over and over, you're then becoming you're that person. Yeah, and that, that was me. I was telling myself that at, from, as a child, I was the youngest of three girls. So, and my, my sisters had very defined personalities. They were very strong individuals. They knew who they were. I had no idea who I was. So I told myself that I needed to be the good girl, the happy girl, the smiley girl, the one who like nothing bothered. And I was convinced that my parents needed that from me and my teachers needed that from me. And, and then down the road, my relationships, you know, my, my um, intimate relationships, everybody in my life needed me to be. A certain way. Yeah, and nobody had asked me to do any of that. Yeah. So let's go back a minute because I want to value the time that we have here. And you, you have this moment, you know, the, the hair, you're, you're, you're crying for hours. You get back into your work. You go to the yoga class. You have a moment. And you start to become more awakened, if you will. Yeah. Was there a moment after that where you felt like there was like a, a, a manifestation or, or <laughs> something had come to fruition? Um, yeah, so I, like I said, the, the yoga helps you like kind of listen to your body. And what I took that to mean on a deeper level was that my body was speaking to me um, in terms of medical ailments. So I knew that if I had a, a scratchy throat or a cough that I just couldn't get rid of, it was because there was something I needed to say to somebody that I hadn't been saying. Um, if I had um, like a pressure in a certain part of my head, it was something that I had to overcome. The, the hair were my past traumas, you know. Um, so every time something comes up for me in life, it appears in some form of physical ailment in my body. And if I can just identify the root cause of that, um, then I can, I can cure that ailment. So, uh, so with that, I, I just, I was up late one night because I had insomnia. And um, this, this was something that I kind of worked through as well, was these week-long bouts of insomnia. And I was just scrolling on Facebook, and I saw this um, like master class of, this, of a book coach. Mm -hmm. And I had no intention of ever writing a book at this point. Mm. Um, I didn't consider myself a writer. And I had that um, belief of who am I to teach anybody? Who am I to write a book? Who am I to publish a book? Mm -hmm. But I just thought this woman was so powerful, and I just wanted to meet her. So um, I, the only way to get her attention was to write an application to write a book with her. 
So I filled out the application just thinking, okay, she's going to reach out to me and this is how we're going to become friends. Um, and she had this really extensive process of applying to be one of, one of the students in her program. And by the time I had gone through, you know, all the hoops to, to um, just get on her radar, she had offered me a position in the program wow. to write the book. And I had told her, I'm like, listen, I have a confession. I don't have a book idea. And she was like, mm. she's like, you have something that can help people. So wow. it was a coaching session. We, we, had, we had a conversation, and I told her about my vertigo and my hair loss. And she's like, do you think you're the only person who's ever lost their hair? And I was like, well, in that way, yeah. And she's like, no, this is your book. <laughs> and, How about that? And it's just, it's just progressed from so there. So isn't that amazing? This is the whole concept of Flashpoint. It's like unexpected. Yeah. I call it, um, it's unexpected success in common hours. Yeah. You're on your journey, and then you happen to respond to this master class. And now, because of that moment, this book exists. And a year later, and this is what I do, I help women regrow their hair without medication, without any creams or expensive injections. Yeah, and I just want to and draw. And it's permanent. It's that's permanent. The thing that, I want to get across. That's permanent. It's permanent. I have never had. And we're going on. And look at your hair. I mean, I'm, yeah. you know, I'm a guy, but you got, you know, you're, we're going on nine <laughs> years, hair, at, and yeah. I've never had another patch of hair fall out. That's amazing. That's amazing. Um, what an incredible journey that, that you've had, and and I, I not not to discredit any other sources, but this is my own or interpretation that it sounds like you're really calling people to be an active force in their healing. Our bodies are so powerful right. and they want to heal us. Our bodies right. are working every day to heal us. So it, it's so empowering to be able to say like, I can take at least some control of my health. I'm not saying that, you know, um, I can cure cancer, but I'm saying there are certain ailments that sure. we can get to the bottom of and we can heal ourselves naturally without any form of medication. Yeah, you know what, and I'm going to do this, I, this is off script, but <laughs> what do you think, because right now as we're doing this interview, there's a major outbreak exactly. happening right now, and I would love to get your, your take, if you so, could just grab them. The Do you want to hear something so beautiful? She, Two absolutely, days ago, absolutely. I had somebody send me an article, and <clears throat> um, it said that you can self-test for the coronavirus. So your self-test to see if you are have early stage of infection okay. is to, every morning, wake up, take a deep breath in, fill your lungs as much as you can, and then hold the breath for 10 seconds. Pause and then release it. And if you can do that without coughing, without feeling stress or discomfort or any kind of tension in the chest, then you don't have the virus. So I've been doing this every day since I read the article. Um, but I'm also a yoga teacher, so I'm used to taking in deep breaths. I'm used to pausing. I'm used to holding. If you're not used to that, it can be stress-inducing. Sure. So I'm not saying everybody go do that because then they're all going to like, you know, anyone who doesn't do this regularly. But it's an indicator. It's something that we, we can do. It is. And that goes back to our breath. The first thing I teach in yoga is the breath because our breath is working so hard to heal ourselves. So a lot of the times we've trained ourselves to be reverse breathers. And what reverse breathers is when we inhale, we suck everything in, we lift our chest, and then when we exhale, we just let it all go. Right. So that's actually a reverse breath. And it can lead to a lot of um, ailments. So in order to correct that, we think about um, 
blowing up a balloon. So when we inhale, we want to fill the lungs. So Absolutely. everything should be expanding on the inhale and yep. then compressing on the exhale. And the beautiful thing about our bodies and how magical they are is that if you are a verse breather in your sleep, your body automatically recycles. This is amazing information. Now, why should people follow Amanda from here on out? Why should they stay with you? Why should they follow you? Well, I mean, other than the fact that I'm lovely. <laughs> no, I, I honestly believe that our, our bodies are so powerful and that if we actually give it the attention that it needs and that it deserves, mm -hmm. that we can cure a lot of our ailments. And I've helped people with migraines, I've helped people with headaches, I've helped people with weight loss, with hair problems. It goes so much deeper than we think. So you do have the power, there is an answer. It doesn't necessarily have to be at the bottom of an expensive bottle. And my big issue with meds is that it's not always a cure, oftentimes it's just a cover. If they say, as soon as you stop taking these meds, that ailment will come back. That's part of the problem. Right. Absolutely. This has been an amazing time. Thank you. I want people to see your book, and I want them to know how they can connect with you. You definitely want to connect with Amanda. Yeah. Amanda, how can people get a hold of your book, and how can they so connect with you? You can find me on my website at www.justbreatheholistics.com. And if you or anyone you know are experiencing hair loss, um, feel free to reach out. You can hit the book now button on my website. You can get a free consultation and with that you'll also receive a free signed copy of the book. And the book is a number one seller on Amazon it and I think is, four different yeah. categories, right? <laughs> number one bestseller, yeah. And the paperback will be released in bookstores July of this year. So is that July like all the big ones, Barnes and Noble? Yeah, Barnes and Nobles will have it July, uh, July 7th, 2020. Um, so reach out to me before then to get your free signed copy before it's even available in the bookstores. If I am so zen, why is my hair falling out? Amanda Lira, make sure you follow Amanda and get a copy of that book. Thank you so much, Amanda. Thank it's you been for a beautiful time me. spending with you today. Thank you. I'm glad you're here with us. I'm glad you stayed to the end of this podcast. If you or somebody you know may be suffering physically due to a past trauma or mental health, Get connected with Amanda. I'm going to drop the link in the show notes. Get a copy of the book. Make sure you take action. You're not here to suffer. You're here to create a big breakthrough. Additionally, I want to invite you to get the nine questions to identify and remove limiting beliefs. And then lastly, there's a book coming out called Flashpoint. I want to invite you to grab that link, put your name in there, and get on the list to ensure you're one of the first people to get a copy. Thanks again for joining us and I will see you next week for Flashpoint episode number seven. Keep moving forward. Your big breakthrough may just be right around the corner. The links that I spoke of for the book and the nine questions are right in the show notes.